0: Welcome to The Anchor. Please join us for the next 15 minutes as people from our region share their stories of hope and overcoming life's difficulties. If I told you my story, you would hear hope
1: they wouldn't let go. Hello, welcome to The Anchor. I'm Deb with my co-host Rhonda. We're here today for the third part, the finale of Tom Norton's story of starting out really with a hard hard life and his walk with a relationship with Jesus Christ bringing him to where he is today. Today he is a leader at the landing. Today he's a speaker. He's an advocate. He's a husband. He's a dad. He's a firefighter. He's he is alive with hope today, for one reason and one reason only, he found a relationship with Jesus Christ. Welcome back, Pat.
0: Thanks, Deb. And if I remember right, where I left off last week was where uh, my mother had called and said that uh, my father was was dying of cancer, and that if we wanted to see him alive, that we needed to get out there. And so i had sought advice from people at work and everybody gave me the same answer two wrongs don't make a right and so driving home from work and and having a a very uh animated and loud conversation with god about going out there and uh one of the parts of forgiveness um that uh, what i was just struggling with is is having a right to feel the way i did about my father and so one of the things that i did was actually look into scripture to see what scripture has to say about forgiveness and i found uh, many passages but the passage that spoke to me the most was where uh, god says if you cannot forgive then then I won't forgive you. And that really spoke to me because God was willing to forgive me and to forgive anyone who comes to him. Uh, And uh, I was unwilling to do what he did for me. And so it was really at that point that God opened my heart and even my mind to the thought of forgiving my father all this happens so fast and so I packed up my family I got time off work uh, my brother and his wife who is also my wife's sister uh, our kids sang together and uh, so we packed up and we went out to Missouri to see my dad and uh, my uncle Skip was a believer and that summer that I told you about earlier that we visited my uncle Skip got my dad to come to church with him that Sunday morning and my Skip, uncle Skip would tell me that that preacher never preached like that before or or since <laughs> but I remember when we got in the car uh I sat on the front seat beside my dad and right before he started the car he he whispered if they'd have played just as I am I'd have went forward and he started the car I never really told anybody about that, but uh, when we got there to Missouri, we got settled in. We we went to the hospital very quickly and saw my dad. It was interesting because he was blind from cancer that was on his optic nerve, but he acted like he could see us. And so I knew he couldn't because, like, when I reached over to hug him, he felt my arms and you know, was just trying to feel and. Ins- and see with his hands how i had grown because he hadn't seen me since i was a kid and uh, so we went back to my uncle skips and we began to plan to go to the hospital the next day and to sing for my dad he was a he had a, a big appreciation for music and so uh we talked about those things and i had that memory that i i shared with him and my brother who is a very gifted musician had started learning to play just as I am on his guitar just just a month prior, and so um, my girls, my girl, my daughter. I had one daughter, and and the other daughter was just a baby at the time. But but they sang together with my my brother and and his wife's daughter, and uh, they sang these scripture songs. And one of the songs that they sang. Uh, that we were going to have them sing is a song called When I Am Afraid, I Will Trust in You. Uh, my wife and her sister sang a song that came originated out of Tennessee Temple from a great loss, and it was a song called God Makes No Mistakes. And then we would sing Just As I Am. And so we planned this all out, and uh, my Uncle Skip was supposed to go to work that next day, but we get to the hospital, and he comes walking out. And he said, I wouldn't miss this for the world. And he had gone in and already orchestrated everything with the nurses. And uh, they said everything was great and that we could do this. And so we went in, and uh, just as we had planned, the girls sang. And then uh, our wives sang. And then we started singing, Just As I Am. And as we started singing my father just broke down and began to weep just sobbing out loud and I remember looking over at my mom and she knew that he couldn't see (laughs) so she just threw her hands in the air and threw her head back and and lipped the words hallelujah and so I went to the uh, bedside of my father and I said dad are you ready to receive Jesus and he said yes I am son and he grabbed my brother's arm and he said Mike you just keep playing that you just keep playing that and so while my brother played just as I am on the guitar I looked at my dad and I said dad I came out here to tell you that I had forgiven you for everything that had happened between us but I said i realized in the end that i need to ask you to forgive me for being the wrong kind of son and my dad grabbed my hands and he said i forgive you son and from there we went on and, and he prayed to receive christ as his savior and so in the middle of that hospital room i saw the biggest miracle that i had ever seen in my entire life god reached down from heaven and saved the most wicked man that I felt had ever lived. And we had positive confirmations of 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 him coming to Christ and his concern. And uh, one of the neat stories that came out of that, my oldest sister flew out from Pennsylvania to see him. And they were trying to decide what to do, because he was terminal, and he wanted to die in Pennsylvania, and so they were trying to figure out how they could get him home, and And so they said, my dad said, well, let's pray about it, and so my sister took my mom's hand and my father's hand, and she said she started to pray, and it occurred to her that the first time in her entire life she was praying together with her mom and dad, and she got choked up. And uh, my dad just picked up the prayer where she left off, and prayed it through, and asked God for wisdom to help them decide what the right thing was to do. So, just uh, a couple days later, uh, my dad had something that went wrong, and uh, he just he died really quickly in the hospital. So, seven days after he accepted Christ. He, he and I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that he went home to heaven. And uh, so I'd love to tell you that after all this happened, that, that I was so whole and, and elated and, and just off the charts with new experiences. But uh, what happened was is that all that bitterness and anger that had been my friend got sucked out of my, my heart and there was like a an emptiness there and uh, it was at that time that somebody stuck a book in my hand called tender warrior by Stu weber and i would read this book on sunday afternoons and i would just feel god telling me all of the areas of my life that i needed to to change and get right and so my wife and daughters would nap on Sunday afternoon, and I would read this book, and and my shirt would be wet from the tears of conviction and change that God was bringing about in my life. And uh, so, fast forward a little bit, I left the gas company after that, and uh, I began sharing my story within months after um, my dad had gotten saved, and I had found forgiveness and my father found faith. And uh, I would share these stories and I would teach uh, to people about forgiveness. And uh, my career paths changed. I tried to go to business for myself. And uh, I left the gas company after 11 years. And on the morning of 9-11, my my business was just squashed by what had happened. And I felt God's call absolutely to the fire service. And so the first opportunity that I, that I had, I took it. And uh, I got in my first try, but God called me to it, so that shouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> and uh, so uh, working on the streets of Indianapolis as a firefighter and as a paramedic uh, one of the things that I encountered more often was uh, teen suicide. And uh, I just became so burdened. And shortly after that, just a few years into it, the opportunity came to start speaking in schools and uh, sharing uh, my story and then talking about uh, uh depression and and drug use and, and all of the things that are killing teenagers and so it was so much more effective sharing my my story of my life and what god had done and and letting them know that no matter what situation they are in today it, it, it does not predetermine how their life is going to turn out and that with god he can he can change things for them And, uh, I just wanted to do more. And, uh, so I found the landing here in Greenfield and, uh, God called me to come here and to be a leader in the landing. And I get numerous opportunities to share my story, uh, with young people. And I still speak in schools. Uh, Next, next week I'll be speaking in, in another school. And, uh, Somebody once asked me, when do you know that you're healed from this kind of thing? And I said, when God takes it and he starts using all of that junk and all that bad stuff to help you in in helping other people heal. That's when you're healed, when God starts using it for good in your life. And, uh, you know, there's so many scriptures in my head right now, but a few that I want to share is uh, Ephesians 3 20 and 21. And God says that He's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. And it says, according to His power that is at work within you. And so, I don't know who's listening to this, but there's got to be some people out there that, that may be struggling with some of the same things. And you don't know how you're going to get through it. And I'm here to tell you that if you're doing it on your own, there's no possible way you'll get through it. But with God, all things are possible. And uh, He can can help you in His power that's beyond anything that we can imagine or think. And He can help you overcome addictions. He can help you overcome pain and, and struggle from abuse as a child and he can bring you to a point in your life that that your your feet are on solid ground uh, one thing that i wanted to share that i didn't mention before is that at the times of my life even as a young person i would get so incredibly depressed and i hadn't told anybody about what had happened to me but it was at those points in my life when i was at the lowest that I knew God was there because He came and He ministered to my heart. And He let me know in no uncertain means that He loved me. That's all He did was He just let me know that He loved me. And that's all I needed to continue was knowing that the God of heaven, the God of this universe, the God that sent His Son loved me and cared about me. And uh, if you're You're looking for help. You can find it in God.
1: Thank you, Pat. Thank you. I can't add anything to that. There's nothing to add except with God, all things are possible, like Pat has said. And if you are between the ages of 13 and 19, and you live somewhere in this area, and you can make it up to the landing at Greenfield on Wednesday evenings at 6 o'clock, you can find a place for recovery. I thank you, Pat, for sharing with us these last three weeks of your life. I thank you, Jesus, for the hearts that this story is touching right now. Thank you for joining us here at The Anchor. See you next week.
0: This is my if you would like to know more about resources mentioned in this, this is dinner, possible ministry opportunities, Or to tell your own story on Anchor, email us at anchoredintherock at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.